following is a presentation of the Retro Network. Do you remember renting movies from a local video store? The perfect video store. Welcome to Blockbuster Video. Is popping up all over the country. Do you remember owning membership cards, dealing with late fees, and driving to several stores for the latest release? Right now, rent Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom and Cobra for just a dollar a day each. Then sit back and listen to the stories of the men and women who were on the front lines of video stores in their heyday. Friendly people, fast computerized checkout, free membership, and all our rentals are for three days, two nights. This is Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store. Season 3, Preview Episode. Break out your membership card, video lovers, because we're back for Season 3 of Rental Return, Tales from the Video Store. We had such a great response to Season 2, we couldn't wait to come back with more stories from the video rental world. But before we tell you about what's to come this time around, let's talk about VHS collecting, video store sightings and media, and more with our usual crew of nostalgia nerds. So first up from the greatest lists and TRN Time Machine podcast here on the Retro Network, it's Jason Gross. Hey, Adam, how you doing, man? Good. I hear uh, you have some news to share in time. We got a lot to talk about today. Yeah, so. yeah. I got your uh, interview tapes and you forgot to rewind them, man, so... I think I'm going to have to charge a, a little rewind fee here before we crank up the season. Ah, you think I want to learn my lesson. <laughs> uh, but also with us tonight, hailing from a land where my pet monster and Mary Lou from Prom Night 2 sip on Ecto Cooler while watching The Wizard for the 200th time. It's Chad Young from Horror Movie Barbecue. Jason, I'm on the phone with one of the clerks at uh, Hollywood Video. They want to know when they're getting their copy of Shaving Ryan's Privates back. It's been like three months. Can you please return it. I, I can't get enough of it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it feels like, Jason, yeah, I know, like, uh, as we've kind of been paying attention to all that's going on in the world of VHS collecting and video stores, you know, there were still subspaces that could be nostalgic to us. And uh, you recently had to say goodbye for good to your hometown video store, right? Yeah, it was pretty sad. Actually, it wasn't my hometown store. You'd have to go back uh, to, I think, season one, we talked about our hometown stores and mine was called Silver Screen Video which uh, we referred to as Kentucky Fried Video because it was a former KFC, if you remember yeah. that. But <laughs> that shut down for good in 2019, if you can believe it. <laughs> They're making it that long. If you Google Silver Screen Video, you can actually see some glorious photos from its heyday. But the store I visited was called Adventure Video in Phillipsburg, PA, which I only visited a couple of times when it was in business because it was like 15 minutes outside of the hometown, which had a store but we were home uh i guess it was about last july and i noticed that they were doing some remodeling of the building and i didn't get a chance to stop and take pictures but i did get back home in october and was able to stop by i got some pictures of the marquee the little rental return slot was still there and i i held my phone up to the window trying to get some pictures of the interior of the store before it got remodeled which i believe it's all remodeled now into something new but uh, I don't know. I had to stop and just take some pictures for posterity's sake, you know. <laughs> 
And uh, the one good thing that did come out of that, though, is I was able to communicate to my son, my 18-year-old son, you know, how the whole system worked with video rental stores. And he's fascinated with like the 90s and old media. So he was eating it up. Like we had to drive to go get your movie and then return it and all that (laughs) stuff. So it was a good uh, teaching experience there when I got And you said this was Adventureland video? adventure video oh just adventure i was gonna say because one of our video heroes this time around worked at adventure land video so i was like oh is there a connection okay no i think it was just a mom and pop store so no uh no branding or you know chain with that now chad i'm curious for you because i know you relocated recently how many boxes of vhs did you have to pack up and take with you what's (laughs) what's the status of your collection right now so it's funny you, you said that. That's kind of a three-part question. Uh, I'll <laughs> condense it to one. But um, I actually left all my VHS up in storage back oh. uh, in Rochester when I moved. And I just went back to go grab them about mm, two weeks ago. And they're still in my car. So <laughs> I'm still kind of going through them. Because I finally was able to get a new VCR DVD player. Oh, nice. And I have it in my new place. And I was like, well, I've got to go back up to Rochester and grab things. I may as well just get the tapes. So I would probably say there were like three, four boxes of VHS that I had to go through. And even before I moved, I had to get rid of a lot of those tapes. Like even Mm -hmm. like homebrew tapes, I had to kind of condense. And uh, thankfully, I've had some help taking care of that. So. Yeah, that's wild, though. I'm glad you got at least got them back with you and you got a place to play them. I mean, that's the most important part, right? You want to be able to actually enjoy them and watch them. So that's cool. Oh, gosh, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, in the meantime, though, I will say that, you know, as I've been, you know, curating my collection, I moved to a different office space inside my house. So I got to kind of rearrange the video setup and call a few and kind of say, okay, we're going to move this over here, this over here, this is going to get sold off somehow. But as I've been doing that, and as I've started just, you know, watching a lot of shows recently, it feels like video stores are being represented in pop culture, especially on Netflix these days. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the big deal for a moment there was this new series. You know, we had the documentary, The Last Blockbuster, and then they made a television series called Blockbuster that was essentially that concept, right? Okay, it's the last blockbuster in existence. What are they going to do to keep it in business? How is it going to run? And uh, I got to ask you guys, did you watch Blockbuster? You've said the B word like four times. I think Chad's head's ready to explode here. <laughs> yeah, I, I want you to remember who you're asking. That. Yes. I didn't know if you hate watched it. That's all I'm saying. No, I didn't even watch. A, I didn't even watch the trailer. I would know. <laughs> Absolutely not. That, that crap would not end up. No, 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 no. I haven't watched it either. We got rid of Netflix. I think when uh, the last season, the Cobra Kai finished up and uh, haven't gone back so i have not watched it i know you have adam yeah i definitely checked it out uh it was one of those things where i just had to say okay where is the angle on this where are they taking this because 
number one, I knew it was not a throwback show. So it's not like it's set in the 90s or anything like that. And then I looked at it and I'm like, okay, but maybe they'll have flashbacks or something. It was like, no, there's no flashbacks. All right. Well, maybe, you know, they'll have a lot of references to old movies and they'll actually, you know, have some sort of like fun, like playing around. We can look at the set decorations and we'll enjoy it. No. That was the number one thing as I'm watching this. This is a generic workplace comedy. It has nothing to do with video rental store, except that that is the set they are in. And when you watch it, I was just like, I cannot believe every video box on, and most of them were DVDs. It wasn't even, you know, it was in the DVD era. This is set, right? Mm -hmm. So it's like everything was a fake movie box cover. And it would be like the Wizard of Oz, but it would be like a little puppy and then some green grass. And you'd be like, what? You know, like it was just, it was so strange. Like, and and the titles they were choosing were just bonkers too. Like it was like nothing you really had heard of, but the ones you had heard of, it was unrecognizable. And I was just like, you guys failed on every single level because it's also not funny. So it's like, you could have played on nostalgia, but you didn't do that. You could have made it like wacky and hilarious. You didn't do that. And so I, I, I totally understand why it didn't get renewed. Cause you're just like, there's yeah, nothing crazy. here. That's insane. Oh, Jesus surprise. There's a shock. Something <laughs> with to do with blockbuster was generic and bland and boring. Yeah, wow. I mean, it would, it would have been great to see a series or like a running deal with this series if it was set in the 90s with all the mom and pop shops oh. banding against Blockbuster, mm. invading, right? Like that would yeah, have been Yeah, but they story. would still have to mention Blockbuster, so no. <laughs> but here's the other thing, too, though. A much improved version of what I was looking for was on episode two of that 90s show. Have you guys heard anything good about that 90s show? Are you interested in that 90s show, the sequel to that 70s show? I loved that 70s show. The problem is I think I dropped off like the last two or so seasons. I'm interested to check it out, but it's just not a priority for me. Like, I'm just it's not like Cobra Kai where I have to see it in yeah. one day. I'm the same way. It wasn't enough to get me to resubscribe to Netflix. I love mm-hmm. that 70 show too. We watched pretty much the entire series when it was in first syndication. Mm-hmm. And oh, well, I'm, I'm here to tell Red. you right now, Red. Jason, if uh-huh. you find a, you know, a free 30 day subscription, get on there and binge that 90 show. I've already watched it two times through. Oh, it wow. Is that good. Oh, percent. Wow. Not only do they capture the exact same comedy and pacing and uh-huh. style of jokes and have all the cameos you want from the, the past cast members, like it is right on, but the new cast is fantastic. These kids are awesome. And the actual like legitimate 90s references are like in there. Like it's not just, you know, you know, the, the classic stuff you'd think about, like they go pretty uh-huh. deep. Cool. And it, it is really, really well done. But in that second episode, the Eric and Donna's daughter, she wants to prove that she's cool. So she wants to go to the video store to have a movie night. She's going to rent Kevin Smith's clerks. But she goes there and they don't have clerks, so she has to rent Free Willy instead, (laughs) which is hilarious. They have a lot of jokes about Free Willy is just E.T. with a whale and all this stuff. Um, (laughs) But the best part is the video store set. It's a mom and pop. I mean, technically, I think they were trying to ape like some type of chain, but it looks like a mom and pop store. 
every video is an actual vintage videotape like not rental boxes you oh, it looks nice. like they bought a huge lot on ebay and then just put them on the shelves because like they're exactly what you would expect you know plus they have the beaded curtain with the adult section there's a joke <laughs> about going in there and seeing the town priest in there like there's, <laughs> there's, there's, wow. it's, it's so great like it just warmed my soul like after seeing what they had done with that other series and i was like nope that 90s show nailed it so anybody who's been sleeping on it get on it it is a hundred percent worth it awesome but have you guys been seeing any like video store nostalgia going around the internet these days or on social media is there anything that's piqued your interest that got you excited about coming back for more i haven't uh what about you chad not really no (laughs) i think i know you know before when we were doing these shows we had seen some stores pop up online that were going out of business we're all excited we're Mm -hmm. trying to plan trips and i haven't seen any of that lately yeah i will say the only thing that came up this week as we were preparing to do this a lot of people were tagging me you know i'm pretty much known as the vhs guy in my circles right now and so somebody had made there's this gal that makes these awesome dioramas of like you know vintage spaces Mm -hmm. and she made a vintage video store diorama and it actually had uh like you know all like the tapes and everything in there which was awesome she also just a little plug for the other podcast here but she made a 90s comic book store and had an issue of wizard on one of the racks like (laughs) she just gets down to these tiny tiny details that are fantastic so is that uh is that melissa Michael yeah melissa oh uh-huh. she's so talented really she's yeah. so talented yes absolutely yeah go so, seek so her just... stuff out if i i hope you'll drop that stuff in the notes because yeah she makes unbelievable stuff yeah very very fun but what about on the other side so obviously chad you've been moving around your collection here and i know uh-huh. that uh recently with thrift store horror jason you and i kind of said oh we're gonna maybe not hit up the thrift stores as often but what is the status of your vhs collecting are there some tapes you found that have gotten you guys excited over the last <laughs> few months yes but i wonder if depending on the size of the hall jason got if he should go first <laughs> <laughs> Well, I can give you kind of an overview uh, since we talked last, but recently, oh, I've been finding G.I. Joe tapes. I was so Uh excited, pulled in, and they're all the different releases. So I've got some that are the FHE, the Family Home Uh Entertainment. I got some Kid Rhino ones. And just this past weekend, I found a Deke uh, tape from the early 90s. It's the The Egyptians El Dorado. Oh, the El Dorado. That's yeah. Okay. So I've been excited. They just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And so I've been collecting those. Uh, Another one I couldn't believe I found. I was uh, home this summer and dad was purging all of his VHS tapes. And I'm, you know, I'm telling dad, okay, look, there's some in here I can probably sell. He had like eight different cops tapes, you know, too hot (laughs) for TV, all that stuff. I did sell those. But one that he had in his collection was called, it was a movie called Deadly Pursuit, and it stars Doug Stone. Doug Stone, if you don't know who he is, uh-huh. he is the voice actor, prolific voice actor, particularly for the TV series Mask. He was the main character, Matt Tracker. He actually did some videos or some uh, movies in Canada before he became into or got into voice acting. And my dad in central Pennsylvania had a tape 
that uh, was this Deadly Pursuit movie. It was actually renamed. I think it's called uh, it's Commando Games or something in Canada. So when they <laughs> uh, when they produced it in the USA, they renamed it, and it had a rental sticker on there from a store in South Carolina. I'm like, Dad, where did you get this tape? <laughs> anyway. I actually am friends with Doug on Facebook through our mask website. And uh, I was like, hey, I found this and I threw it up on YouTube so he could watch it and cringe, as he said. But uh, I I couldn't believe I found that tape. And uh, yeah, just man, that was uh, surely a trip. But I find a lot of like sports bloopers and highlight tapes now. And one of my favorites I found a few months ago is called hot boards and it's this like <laughs> surfing and water sports <laughs> highlight tape from 1985 oh. oh it's so cool all the title graphics are those old like geometrical shapes with the synthesized oh. audio effects and stuff and i put that one up on youtube uh, just so the world could share in my joy of finding this tape but yeah, I mean, I I see a Bob Euchre tape like every weekend. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> all those fun sports bloopers tapes and things. And yeah, that was one thing in the interim here while we haven't recorded was I went out and bought a nice converter. So I've been posting a lot of these oddball videos on the, my Rediscover the 80s YouTube channel and on the TRN TV, the Retro Networks YouTube channel. And includes all those ones I mentioned. There's also a Christmas Yule log from 1987 that I found. I had to put that on there too. So it's been fun. I I guess I'm going more for the oddball tapes, ones that might not be on YouTube and trying to upload and and show off some of this, you know, kind of found footage almost uh, on these tapes. So. That's cool. Yeah. You, you yeah. have been finding some really unique stuff and uh, a couple things that might be coming my way too. So I'm excited. Yes. But- yes. <laughs> <laughs> From this past weekend. Yeah. Like Adam mentioned, we're trying to, you know, back off a little bit, trying to sell some stuff, make some room, you know, so we're not just hoarding tapes. And uh, my wife is the one that's now leading me to thrift stores. Let's go here and there. And <laughs> oh, I found a, I found like three Power Rangers, three VR Troopers. Adam's like, yes, 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 yes. Give me those. <laughs> so, yep, yep. We are, uh, we are still buying the tapes. Hard habit to kick. <laughs> what about you, Chad? Though, what are you finding over there? So it's funny that we're talking about this tonight. I actually have to go back home to DC tomorrow for uh, some business, and. Um, the reason I say that is because I went down for Christmas and it was the first Christmas I had spent, you know, with my family in a decade and with everything that had gone on the past two years, it, it was really great. The, my favorite moment though, I got to tell you is um, other than meeting up with like friends and family, I stopped at one of my old favorite video stores that still sells like used VHS movies, books, crap like that. And so I'm, I I say that because I am going to be stopping through again tomorrow. And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming my haul is not going to be as plentiful as it was, but you know, I'm still, I'm, it's one of my comfort zones and I love this place. It's called wonder book. It's in Frederick, Maryland. Go check it out. It's one of, the best places you'll ever stop. But when I went down there, I picked up, let's see, I have them still in a box here. I have William Shatner in the kidnapping of the president, (laughs) which I guess is 
just gives the t- gives the plot away. Then I have they still call me Bruce, which I, I don't know anything about this. It says Enter the Dragon meets the Three Stooges in the uproarious new comedy. So yeah, I, have a I, I don't as trust well. it. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't look good. But I was like, oh, uh, whatever. I'll just grab it. I got cuffs with Christian Slater. Ooh. Nice. I got a copy of Watership Down, which I was super excited about. And then I came back home and I forgot that I, or I'm sorry, when I, when I went up to Rochester, I realized I had like two other copies of Watership Down. So I'm like, well, this one is an original Warner Brothers release. So I'm, I'm going to kind of hold on to that. And um, I also got a movie. I don't know if you guys ever saw that. There, I've got a couple more titles that I want to go through. But this one I've never heard of. Did you guys ever hear of the movie Rags to Riches? Hmm. No. From 1987. There's a series, like a TV series. Is it like a TV movie with that? It's a pilot. It's apparently a movie that serves as a pilot for that show. I think I've actually seen that tape recently. Yeah. I I picked it up in my hall and I actually, I think it's, it's somewhere, but what's what's the name from it? Is it anybody we've heard of? Tisha Campbell, I think. Um, Oh, Someone, no, wait, someone plays the dad. Uh, let's see. It stars Joseph Bologna. He's, he's kind of a rather recognizable name. Like he was, he was a character actor in the 70s and 80s and 90s. I don't really have anything else. No, but rags to <laughs> riches. Know? Okay. Yeah. And it's, I guess, yeah, I'll watch it eventually. <laughs> the other items that I got, and I'll just run through it. I found a Judo Jean LaBelle Pro Wrestling Finishing Holds Volume 3. And what it is, is the late, great Judo Jean LaBelle, who was a huge influence on pro wrestling, you know, MMA. I mean, he did it all. It's one of those 80s instructional how to tapes. And he's like showing you how these moves are done and how to like kind of apply them and how to escape them. It's a really rare tape, and it's really fun to see. And uh, I think Gene died last year, maybe. I could be wrong. I just found that laying around in a box, and I was like, sweet. This is great. Two other items. I found a... I've never seen this before, and I wish we were doing a video so people could see this, because this is the darndest thing I've ever seen in my life. It is a Game Tech Cinema digital movie of the toxic avenger and essentially what it is is a double cd digital film experience for the macintosh and multimedia pc this is from 94 and essentially it's like a point and click video game but it shows like the toxic avenger movie wow i don't know if you guys have ever seen this but i saw i've been going to the store for 18 19 years on and off and i've never seen this before and i even sent it to a couple friends at work at trauma and they were like we didn't even know that that got released so that's one over on wow yeah Um, throw it up on like social media or something and we'll yeah i tagged i actually tagged lloyd kaufman of trauma and i i never got a response but one of the guys who makes movies for trauma and even works with lloyd he was like i i that's unbelievable. I've never seen that in my life. So that was a nice little collectible, and I'm a huge trauma fan. The last item I got is not VHS, but it is kind of VHS related. It took me 18 years to figure out that they sell theatrical posters, and like they have this giant book that it's like a portfolio where you can flip through and they have like posters, and it's all like just kind of secondhand stuff. 
flipping through, flipping through. All of a sudden, I find a bushwhacked theatrical poster from 1995, double-sided. And I'm like, well, (laughs) I got to bring this home with me because I have bushwhacked fever. (laughs) (laughs) So full confession, that movie kind of became like a running gag with me and a couple other friends. I had never seen it before until uh, I think last month because I was always of the mind, but uh, that movie looks dumb, blah, 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 blah. Me and a couple friends start joking about it. And I'm kind of like, how bad can this movie be? So I finally watch it and I fall in love with every single minute of this damn movie. (laughs) Cause now I'm just like, wow, I love this movie. It's so, (laughs) it's so nineties. It's so Daniel Stern being, uh, was he Harry or Marv? I can never remember. Um, Marv, I'm like the Harry. biggest Home Alone fan. Yeah. Huh? Oh no, he was he's Marv because he's he was calling Marv. out to That's Harry. right. Yeah, that's right. So apparently, like it was going to be a spinoff for like him to play Marv, but he goes like and takes kids into the woods or something. It's a goofy movie, and I had to have that poster, even though I hadn't seen the actual movie until maybe a month or two later. So that's was, awesome. It is awesome. I'm I'm still kind of baffled at this toxic avenger thing and i'm go- like i said i'm going back again I'm, I'm only going back to town for a little while like just a day but i i'm kind of curious to know what else is around in that story yeah because, yeah you have to let us know in the wrap-up episode for this uh-huh. season what you found that's great i mean on my side i uh like i said we it was kind of you know suggested by my wife maybe tone down the vhs for right now so you don't die uh-huh. she, she she keeps saying i'm gonna come downstairs and find you buried in a pile of it like you're gonna <laughs> you will have been crushed by your collection <laughs> i'm like what? they're all on shelves they're they're very organized it's gonna be fun but either way so what i've had to do is kind of become a little bit more selective but i instead of going to the thrift store and you know paying 50 cents or a buck or finding what i find now i'm just using my channels right so mm-hmm. you know thrift store hoard we're not recording right now but then our buddy kevin is uh you know he's been collecting some things and so he's like hey i got this tape i got this tape and that's not his main collecting side so i'm trading wizard magazines for vhs tapes it's working out great like i got the flash 1990 tv movie you know mm. pilot episode oh wait wanted- oh the pilot not the um the trickster episode yeah not the trickster one yet i'm okay. sure i'll find that someday you know i got Hopefully. that i got return of the killer tomatoes which is just one of my favorite schlocky movies it is so funny and goofy like it's great and then he also got me like a, a just for kids filmations ghostbusters tape that he had sitting around in his shelf so that was cool but also then i've kind of been digging around and just saying okay you know if i'm gonna be more selective maybe i'll buy a few tapes on ebay here and there that i've been watching for a while and one that i i just heard about it on social media somebody just put it up on twitter like hey this movie did you know it existed big girls don't cry and it stars one of the sisters from home alone Uh and i was like what and so like i looked at this and i was like wow i gotta see this movie because in her short time on screen in those films she always caught me and so i picked it up i bought it it was cheap and i got it and it doesn't play it only has the audio but the (laughs) video is totally messed up on it you can't watch it at all it's just like fuzzy black and i was like man it's like an audio drama experience you know but but they were, you know, the seller refunded my money, so that was nice at least. Um, Real quick, this was yeah. the like the snotty kind of sister. 
Yeah, Kevin, you're such like, a disease. Oh, no, yeah, that's okay. what Big Pete says, isn't it? She's like, <laughs> the dork was whining about a suitcase, that one. What am I supposed <laughs> okay, to yeah, say? Yeah. Congratulations, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. But yeah, so so that was a bust. But then uh, maybe to, to soothe my nerves, I also bought a copy of Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise is one of these movies that that's one of the video store shelf boxes, right? That's the one that I would always pass by, get a little unhinged by, be uh, you know slightly curious about and just never watched it, never picked it up and finally saw it. And I was like, wow, this is an experience. I really liked it. Like, I was so glad I was able to get a nice CBS Fox copy of that because it's just like the close up on the helmet and the eye, his eye coming through, you know, so, see a little bit of those jagged teeth. You know, you know who was in that movie? Uh, a lot of people. Who? Who? Garrett Graham of yes. Terror Vision, and what else? Well, he's a Parker Lewis can't lose. No, no. no. Well, yes, but <laughs> what else? Hmm. What other significant Garrett Graham role? Jason. Uh, nope. He was the dad on the critic. Oh, that's right. Oh. So I, have I don't a story care to how many sortuses you've bagged. You're a lousy pilot. Penguins can't fly planes. So I have a story to tell you about that. And we're going to keep it really quick. So my friend Dominic, who runs a full empire promotions, which is, you know, convention appearance agency. He finally scores Garrett Graham after a couple of years of trying. And I actually message him and I'm like, you know, because he's like making a list of like everything that Garrett's been on. And I message him. I'm like, hey, man, you know, don't forget that he was the dad on the critic. And he's like, really? No one's going to care. I'm like, yes, they are. Trust me. So like maybe a month later, I come to a convention and this is, I think Garrett's one of his first, if not the first. And Dominic sees me and he's like, Hey man, do you see what's on the the banner? I'm like, Oh yeah. You you got the critic. He's like, I did that because of you. And I'm like, good. Finally. (laughs) I have a good, I have a good influence after all. That's awesome. Wow. That's neat. Oh, I'll say the last tape that I purchased most recently was one. This is, you know, occasionally you have that Holy Grail tape you just been searching for forever. For the last few years, I've been trying to reassemble my collection of the Giver anime tape Mm. that I had in the 90s as, you know, a young high schooler. And I was just like, I had to go to these specialty shops and I had to do all these chores to buy them because I Mm -hmm. loved the live action American films. And then I went to the source material. Then I go into the comics and all that. So the one tape I couldn't find was tape number five. Like everybody was selling all the others and that one just kept eluding me. And then this last week, all of a sudden two copies came up on eBay and I was like, what? You know, they were the same price and everything, but one of them was still sealed. Mm. I was just like, I can't believe it. So obviously that's the one that I I ordered and uh, brought home here. So I'm I'm excited to have a full collection now of that series because it's the only anime I care about and I love it. So so adam real quick we do have to go on a little tangent here okay do you remember how difficult it was to get these anime tapes and how many episodes are actually on these tapes when you'd spend like sometimes 20 30 dollars yeah well that's the thing right it's like you're hearing about it you know it's got like this aura about it people Mm -hmm. talk about it at school and like there would be certain titles that you would go to Suncoast and they would have like their certain selection, but then there were like mm-hmm. kind of the deeper cuts that, yeah, you had to hunt down at a, like a manga specialty store or like oh, a sci-fi gosh. store. It was always like off the beaten path. 
and and yeah and then you'd get like usually maybe two episodes if you were lucky <laughs> but a lot mm-hmm. of times it was yeah. just one but yeah I mean, how many did you try to hunt down back in the day? It got a little easier as you got later in the game. But I just remember, like, you'd have to resort to bootleg tapes. And I had some bootleg uh, Kadocha or Kadomino Omacha child's toy and a couple, like, bootleg Sailor Moon and Tenchi Moyo. And you would just, it horrible quality, first off. And second off, it, it just, if you got a, uh, a subtitled, version great if you got a fan dub version great but oh it was a pain in the butt sometimes because well, you really, were, were you ordering them from like comic books and magazines or at conventions you were conventions conventions okay. uh and i started doing i i think we talked about this before i started doing anime conventions in 98 and i think i did that until 2000 2005 so like that was kind of the tale you were still in VHS bootleg era. You were still in that era of, well, Suncoast is going to be the only way to get it. If you were able to go to a video store and they had anime, you were kind of onto something special because if they were renting anime in the late nineties, holy cow. Yeah. It, <laughs> like, you know, they, they'd usually have their little sections as the popularity grew, but yeah, it was definitely a, a cult item for many years until it finally hit. And I think wizard actually did a lot to promote uh, anime and manga in a big way too, to help it break. But the last video, I just want to mention real quick here, then we'll kind of close things out is I, a long time ago, got a bunch of home recorded like VHS tapes just from my buddy, Johnny Caps. Uh, just like a bunch of like they were all unmarked they were just stuff uh-huh. he had recorded over the years or gotten a hold of from different people and and all that and so i went through them all and had to call them because a lot of them unfortunately did have mold you know they'd been in the basement mm-hmm. or whatever but i was just, it's a lot of stuff like you know vhs recordings of i love the 80s i love the 90s mm-hmm. you know, stuff from like vh1 and, but then <laughs> I, go. I got this tape that was vintage music videos and i'm like oh awesome this must be from like mtv this is amazing okay so i'm so i'm watching it and then all of a sudden i start seeing nudity and i'm like wait what and i'm like duran duran videos with nudity what and then like it starts going to like these heavy metal videos and all this stuff and Mm -hmm. i was like this is some like collection Mm -hmm. of like censored videos uncensored (gasps) from the 80s oh oh i have a Go ahead, continue. I'll tell no, you. No, that's, sorry, I mean, that, sorry, that's sorry. the story, but I mean, it was crazy. I was just like, I can't believe this stuff. Yeah, Duran Duran definitely did back in the yeah. day. Yeah, a lot of European bands, that's for uh, sure. Yeah. Huh? So, gosh, here's another. I know this is shocking. I have another tangent, but it is VHS related. I can't remember if I told you guys this on a previous episode, but a couple of years ago. Uh, my friend Ben, who um, you know runs Fright Rags, I told him it was during the pandemic, and I was like, "Hey, you know, I, I posted on Instagram, hey, I've got my VHS DVD recorder. I'm just kind of having fun, and you know, one thing leads to another. He gives me this underground mixtape of like the most offensive stuff that you would see it, like the outtake stuff, like kind of it's like a Faces of Death kind of video. Wow. And I told him, I'm like, do you know that this was on here? And he's like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought of that tape in like since I was a teenager or whatever. But uh, you know, it's it's a lot of kind of the stuff you would probably see people laughing at on like TikTok now or you know whatever the case may be. But to kind of see it edited like this, and at the end of this tape, the real reason he wanted me to kind of you know convert it, and I actually offered is 
kind of selfish, but Adam, you might know what I'm talking about. There was a VHS release of the making of Nightmare on Elm Street 4. Oh, yeah. You have that. Okay. They actually aired it on TV, and I, I, I think it was either MTV or it was just like syndicated. But it was under a different name, and I, I'm drawing a blank on the name, and I'm so embarrassed. But that was on there, promo spots for Freddy's Nightmares. And also, what really, really turned me on was there was – well, there's two other things. Um, there is um, a, a spot, a local spot, where Robert England came to a university to show Dream Warriors. I've never seen this anywhere else, but wow. imagine like 1987 and – Freddy Krueger himself is coming here to show a bunch of drunk idiot college kids dream warriors. I mean, like that's the greatest thing ever. And the other great thing about this tape is there's a Saturday night's main event original broadcast. Oh, I can deal with the the underground stuff at the beginning, but like the end of this tape is just a sweet treasure trove. Oh, yeah, magnificent. I mean, that, that that's just a whole other side of VHS collecting, right? We, we mostly focus on the commercial release here, but I mean, that is just a whole universe of mm-hmm. home recorded VHS and mm-hmm. like bootleg collections, compilations that people would put together back in the day. Like all that sort of stuff is, is fascinating. But I did want to get into just a quick discussion about what is to come this season. What kind of wild stories like we're talking about here? What did people find recorded over on their rental cassettes that were being returned to their stores and things like that? Because mm-hmm. we have a great group of video heroes this time around, but we have change the format for this season. So instead of doing kind of the topic and then dropping in each response from our video heroes to a specific question, we are now going to have long form interviews. Each video hero gets the spotlight essentially. Uh, And you might ask why, why are you changing things up? Well, the old format was very fun, but it was a lot of work for Jason. (laughs) Yes. But also, yeah, this style of storytelling provides a little bit more continuity and flow to the stories as we kind of get into the twists and turns of their lives as video store employees. Like we really found it's, it builds up to something in a lot of these cases, because there are a lot of great twists. There's ghost stories. I was not expecting that there's love stories stories and and more just like bits and pieces you won't see coming there's even somebody i mean who if you've listened to our our trailer already there's somebody who ran a video store like into just a few years ago that's what's amazing like we're we're getting like a full experience it's you know there's six video heroes 80s 90s 2000s it's all being covered a very wide view of the evolution of video stores this season so i'm very excited i did want to mention for you though chad you'll be happy to hear andy serwin who is a longtime editor at wizard magazine is one of our guests on this season as well So he's a fun guy. Yeah, so so there's a lot uh, to look forward to. So we hope that you will be as excited as we are. And uh, we know it took a little bit longer to get this season out, but I promise you it was worth it. So, uh, yeah, as we close out, are you guys excited to hear these stories? Absolutely. As long as I don't have to hear the B word, which, by the way, Jason, you're in <laughs> charge of censoring every time that that certain B word is used. <laughs> But is it, you want to just give us a drop chat of you going, yep. <laughs> nope. yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> leave out the B word. Okay. No, 
I will tell you, uh, just to uh, alleviate that concern, though, the majority of these interviews are people who worked at mom and pop shops and other chains. So, so it it is a new perspective in that way. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. So I get, so my anxiety will go down about ninety nine point nine 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 percent. There you go. So we are um, actually, as you're listening to this uh, on the day it's released. This coming Thursday is going to be the first episode, and then we're going to drop new episodes every Thursday throughout March and then the beginning of April, and then we'll come back around and do a wrap-up for the season in April as well. So that's kind of our schedule going forward. Yeah, something to look forward to. Every week you'll have a new story full of these these amazing experiences that these people had, especially because a lot of them, it ended up being a family business. And, and that's always an interesting dynamic to work in too. So we hope that you will enjoy everything that is coming your way. And hey, make sure that you reach out to us. You know, Jason's going to be posting these at TRN Social on Twitter and Instagram. So you'll be able to see when the new episodes are coming up. But of course, you want to subscribe to the Rental Return Tales from the Video Store feed on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss them. You don't forget about it, but we'll be doing our best to remind you. Plus, we're going to get some pictures and uh, mementos from some of these people uh, that were sharing their stories that they it meant a lot to them. And they recorded a bit of their their time in the, in the video store. So you'll be able to see a bit of that as well. Uh, but hey guys Chad Jason thanks for joining me for this kickoff episode and hey let's push play this has been a presentation of the retro network